0: back to don't quit your day job my name is paul i am your host today from the eastern less cool part of pennsylvania um i have john grow vocalist from the awesome band coffee with lions john thanks for coming on the show
1: hey what's happening i don't know man york's getting pretty cool York's getting pretty cool lately. So there, there's Definitely. like,
0: there's, of course, the kennel is the cool place to play, but there are other places to play now, like in that area, right? Oh,
1: we have tons. Yeah. It's, it, it's from a handful of years ago to now. I mean, just in York, within a five minute drive of me, you have Skid Row Garage and the kennel. Harrisburg um, has some great venues. Uh, JB Love Drafts on Second Street is awesome. Um, and there's some larger venues that can, you know, kind of bring on some some larger acts as well. But uh, you know, I'm a I'm kind of a DIY guy, so I like yeah, the little places. Yeah.
0: And before we get into some of the heavy duty questions I have lined up for you, you are sure. in your performance outfit right now. That is cut-off cut-off sleeves of the t-shirt and a backwards cap. So th- th- this begs the question, is this how you just look in real life?
1: Yeah, well, it's a great question. And yes, a hundred percent. Anybody that knows me, honestly, this is not perform. This is actually comfy, like cozy clothes. That's all it is. Right. Um, I don't like sleeves They're I, I feel like they, are just so annoying. Um, and then, you know, during the week, I mean, as you know, I have a
0: shirt and, right. you know, you, you have a day job am, where you're wearing sleeves, right?
1: that's right yeah so so as soon as i can get that off like the whole weekend and honestly i get dressed up i feel like i get dressed up when we go out for like shows because i'll put on jeans or shorts versus sweatpants sweatpants are like my ideal (laughs) uh weekend wear
0: (laughs) all right so then are you footwear let's let's complete the whole picture here so footwear are you wearing like uh new balance dad shoes or are you doing uh, you rocking adidas or what's happening here I'm
1: a Puma guy. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I'll do the Pumas. Um, I have probably, uh, I'd say, (laughs) probably twelve different pairs of Pumas, but some are like show Pumas, some are or not. It it all depends. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. You gotta gotta watch the knees now. You know. Does Does
0: Coffee with Lions have official colors? Right? Are there colors associated with the band?
1: Um, not really. I mean. Obviously, Doug and I probably wear black and grays the most. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say no. We definitely don't have colors. We 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 wouldn't identify, especially not like like local York colors or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, usually black. If uh, black T-shirts are, are pretty typical.
0: Okay, cool. So it's been you've been on the show before. It's been a pretty long time actually since since we've we last. Talked. probably more than 100 episodes have passed uh, on this show. And and we talked a lot about you guys getting back together after sort of not playing music for a while. And, and you do a lot of shows. So I want to start with, for your scene, can your scene support bands doing a lot of shows in pittsburgh we have the problem where there are tons of venues to play There's so many bands everybody's cannibalizing everybody else's uh show night because there's there's always a show going on you got to decide you know which friend you're going to support on that particular night is it a similar thing in in york speaking of more places to play and cool stuff happening
1: um, yeah, I guess it's it's a little bit easier here because, you know, I would tend to support, uh, like, the Skid Row Garage and the Kennel. Like, that's yeah. that's usually what I'm looking at. I'll check on Facebook. And coming into any weekend, especially if we don't have a show, I'll always look to see who's playing and when. Um, tonight, you know, for instance, a friend of ours, Who Me, is playing at Skid Row Garage. A band called Zombies coming down uh, from Massachusetts. And they were uh, on Trev Allen's show a while ago, and I started following them yeah. great band, And then my buddy's band, uh, Orlando uh, F- Furioso, is playing at the panel. So, you know, I, I'm tossed <laughs> on which one to go to, but right. I guess it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have any shows, I mean, I just sit at home and watch TV.
0: Right, exactly. And how many shows is the right number for for Coffee with Lions? How do you know, how are you figuring out Okay, this makes sense. We can play our audience or our scene can support one show a quarter or two shows a month. You know, how do you how do you talk about that as a band? How do you figure that out?
1: It's challenging. I mean, it's I think it's we're kind of in a really unique position here because we do a lot of promotion out we try to be visible i i think one of the questions that you asked from the last time was you know how do you how do you get yourself out there and i yeah.
0: to
1: kind of have the 2023 answer I, I think it is you just have to be everywhere all the time you have to be visible but regarding playing out you know we were getting to a point where it was like okay um you know we don't want to oversaturate this area because you do have to have a little break for people to get excited to come see again. So we had gotten to the point where it was like, okay, once a quarter, you know, every three months is reasonable. Um, that was a little bit too much of a jump, I think for as often as we were playing in New York um, because we still have kind of that vibe here and people kind of, I don't know. I guess they think of us as being part of York and mm-hmm. you know so we get a lot of invites people ask us if you know we jump on their shows or whatever. So right now we're probably ideally it's like one every two months but realistically it's probably once a month. Honest to god, I screwed up and we we do everything ourselves, you know, as far as booking is concerned. Um so it's a lot, you know, yeah. full-time job, come home, you know, you're communicating, chattering. I, I I actually booked us two back-to-back weekends <laughs> at the same place. So, so we're playing on November 4th. I think it's November 4th and November 11th at the Skid Row Garage. Um, complete oversight. But, yeah, so, you know, sometimes every other week. Um, but we're trying to get it to – like every two months would be ideal.
0: And you, you're, you're getting friendly with, <clears throat> as you would expect, you're getting friendly with a lot of bands that come through bands sort of in the greater mm-hmm. area. You know, if you're looking at DC or you're looking at Baltimore or Virginia um, and as you said, people coming through, they, they want coffee with lines to play. You guys have a good rep and you're good dudes to, to play with. Right. So Thanks. how do you, how do you continue that growth or how do you figure out what makes sense because you can't go play Maryland and then Virginia every couple of months or you can, but it, it becomes harder logistically for, for a band.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly where we are. Um, and, and it's a great place to be. I mean, I, 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 think about, I think issues are always kind of relative to, you know, where you are. Yeah. Um, I always try to take a step back to what we were doing, you know, four years ago and kind of, put myself in those shoes and think about it that way so it is challenging because you do you get bands that come through um the good thing and i i've noticed this about touring bands and kind of what i've been striving for is they are thinking four five six months Mm -hmm. ahead that's a lot easier to plan around and if we can get to a point where we're kind of figuring out six months ahead yeah. and scheduling out, I think you can get less reactive um, to people invite me to shows because I mean, and, and Jason uh, implemented something at West York or the kennel at uh, West York. Inn. I think it was, I think it's good. I think it's actually a, a smart play, you know, bands not playing. And sometimes it's good for us because it's just a, it's just an easy way out. Right. You know, we do, do get, it, I,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: you, and you hate to say you hate to say no to anybody, um, but yeah, you you do get a lot of invites, and and you know he does a strong thirty days. You can't be playing at Skid Row Garage or the the kennel. Okay, um, okay, and that that helps.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> Jason's really active on the scene. So this is Jason over at the kennel at West York Inn, who you just mentioned. Sure. He's really active on the scene. Um, how how helpful is he for bands like yourselves that are that are from the area? Um, I always get the sense that he's trying trying his best for the entire scene for all the bands, right? So so that's got to be something else that's really positive for your local area.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely a hundred percent, and and I would say that's probably the thing that makes our local scene so good mm-hmm. um and i and i you know I, i'm not trying to boost it up I, I i do really take a lot of pride in it is it's truly the the venues the people that run the venues the people that book the shows the bands everybody's working together for the common good right to really boost it and jason was a huge piece of getting us any type of uh attention um he was given uh, shows and on the same breath, so was MC. These guys were there, and I feel like you know we have given back, yeah. and that's our goal yeah. to try to yeah. give back. And and that's, I mean, that's, I think that's how everything should be. If everything was that way, it would, uh, it would go go pretty cool. You know? And
0: and that's true. In. In the in the Pittsburgh scene of course you've played in, in Pittsburgh several times the the scene is genuinely good and and I do think there's a, yep. a genuine sense of bands wanting to help each other out but there's always a you know a band or two that you know they're just shitty people right and so yeah. the the scene will start to understand who the cool people are and who the shitty people are and that st- stuff sorts itself out right so my my approach always is you know what I don't want to contribute to the online drama of all of that that will sort itself out right. I just don't want to. There's enough going on. Who needs who needs like band Correct. drama of all things? Yeah.
1: yeah. And who care? Like who? Who cares? You know. And yeah. I, I think I think that's what's cool is if you do have you know that organic scene. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out and you threw a couple songs together and you want an opportunity to play out, or if you've been doing it for 15 to 20 years. Hell. On the opposite end, if you've been doing it 30 or 40 years, yeah. I'm like super excited to play a show with you because I just think about the history of that. But um, it's it really is about being cool, giving back, and I think the most important thing is supporting the scene. Yeah. If you do that, I feel like you will get as many shows as you can ever handle um, and it's not like gatekeeper thing. We don't have like a, a niche or whatever. It's just do it the right way, and yeah. you know it'll 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 come back to you.
0: Let's talk about a single second. So this is a new song that that Coffee with Lions just put out. Um, I you texted me. I texted you back saying that. Well, first, one thing I didn't write was the, the ascending riff is, is really cool, right? So that's so that sort of ascending thing I always like. Your vocals are good and aggressive, as they should be. Uh, before we get into what this song means currently for Coffee with Lions, I want to know, do you wear your glasses when you're performing? Because I've seen pictures, <laughs> and, and you do, but how do they not fall off of your face?
1: they do they do if yeah uh, and if you uh follow if you follow uh me at uh or the band or any if you follow me on instagram you uh, uh there was a show we played in delaware at bar 13 and uh i made the mistake of putting my my glasses because they were sliding off i was soaked they were sliding on my face i put them on the stage and aaron popped on them <laughs> <laughs> and they were forever destroyed. Uh, so, yeah. So then I started wearing like the Rex specs, like the, uh, but those are really annoying too. And I can't put a, I can't do the, the, uh, the, you know, the the thing in the eye. I can't Con- touch contacts, my eyes. Yeah, so, yeah. so contacts are not an option, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really a pain. And I am so used to wearing glasses. I don't like how I look without them. So I do try <laughs> to keep them on as much as possible. <laughs> It's it's really it's more it takes more energy than it it should yeah <laughs> right. yeah so and, and yeah and, and it's going back to a single second you know so that was a cover that we had been presented by a great Pittsburgh is it a Pittsburghian Pittsburghian
0: Jinser, Pittsburghian Jinser band?
1: Okay, a uh, Yenzer, uh, uh, Derek Reed, a uh, wonderful, wonderful yeah. guy from the scene up in Pittsburgh. Shout out and to Derek re-
0: and uh, some die nameless. There we go.
1: Yeah, some die yeah, nameless. Yeah. Uh, it and Derek's so just absolutely awesome. But he reached out, um, and I loved what they were doing, um, with the some die nameless that they were doing comps for every mm-hmm. 25 years. I think it was 20 or 25 years. And it just so happened that he reached out and it landed on 1997, which was the year that I graduated from high school. Somebody was trying to be a dick and they were going to say, I was going to ask if that was college or not. But it was from (laughs) high school, 1997. So the first song that we picked was a single second um, from AFI. And, um, you know, AFI sound has changed so dramatically over the years. But when you go back to, that energy, that power, that passion that they put into it Um, from the start. It was just, I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's a hard, it's a really hard song. Like hopefully anybody hears this. Don't, don't yell that name. Don't yell that song out. Cause it is, it is tough to sing. It's fast. It just, uh, like the breathing part is really challenging, but it's, it's a, it's a classic song from a great time. And why, like I said, why it's important is because that's when we were together. That's yeah. when at least three of the four of us were together in a band, and we were, you know, I was graduating high school. Aaron was a year out. Kevin was two years out. Um, so that's why it was it was so important.
0: So I can say that uh, I don't like AFI. Uh, I've never liked AFI. So I'm just going to put that out there now. And it's not, again, the riff is great in that song. It's actually, I like the Coffee with Lions version because I like oh, your vocals, because you. I hate Davey Havoc's vocals. I hate them. So <laughs> And so you guys did a really good job of capturing like the spirit of the song, but it still sounds like you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if, if we do, if we attempt Anything I I never like cover songs that sound like the original, and I think we we there's a couple pieces um, it, it, when even like vocally and it slipped and somehow uh, sometimes like my R's will like go flat and burn like and it sounds cool <laughs> like when it's recording and I listen back to it, but like Kevin's scream at the end I think is just awesome and. The other thing is, I, I like when I hear it, because I can imagine, I remember us going and singing and trying to work through the song and gang vocaling the chorus, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool memory. And it's a fun song, and I'm glad. So Derek did the comp, the 97 comp, and unfortunately, there was a lot of bands that were like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I guess they didn't follow through. A um, couple bands like yourselves did so it never really left band camp. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 94 records was, was cool enough to, to get the rights and, and put it, uh, on streaming.
0: That's cool. So then let's jump into what's on the table for coffee with lions. What are you guys doing? I know I've seen pictures and some videos of you guys doing studio stuff. So what's the story?
1: Yeah. So a lot, we have a, we have a lot going on. Um, and and really, our main focus right now is and and kind of going along those lines of you just can't accept everything. It is to to get our new songs out there. I'd say we have um, four really polished um, good songs that um, brand new that you know a couple of them we haven't even played out yet. That we are um, getting together, getting the uh, the tracks down. Um, we're to the point now where we're starting to put the vocals in. We'll likely use um, Scott Gross, um who mixed um, the um, the Balancing Act mm-hmm. uh, EP for us, and we'll probably send it to the same guy um, that did Jim Annunciato, uh that did the, the the mastering, because they they just they both of them killed it on that. So so that's the goal. I mean, right now, so we have four new ones, and we kind of ran into some sort of conundrum too, because it's kind of like well, what are the rules? You know I mean? We have have like, I think like six or seven old songs that we play out pretty often. Um, Some we used to play out and we don't play out anymore. And it's like, well, we don't want to put those together. So I think what we're going to do is simultaneously, we're going to work on the new stuff, but we're going to either drip some of the older tracks, um, all the demo songs, and put that out there you know, kind of more modernized and more uh, resembling. But there's a lot of good songs that we played that haven't gone out, but we just don't wanna kind of intermingle those.
0: Right, and th- that strategy is really important, right? It's the same sort of thing with with playing live. You gotta figure out what your audience can support and get behind. Are you gonna put, put out vinyl? Are you gonna just put out CDs? Are you just gonna put out digital? uh what's reasonable in 2023 Uh, so myself and a lot of bands that i deal with lots of people like the idea of an ep right you just put out five songs it could be one side of vinyl or it could be something short and you can get that in front of a lot of people and people will listen to all of the songs versus if you're doing 10 songs or 12 songs you know, that's a different thing. Already that has a different feel. So have you guys talked about as a band what makes sense for the next step of Coffee with Lines in terms of music out in the in the world? Yeah,
1: we've talked a lot and we haven't figured out anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, uh, we're right where we started um, in the same boat as we were, uh, you know, six months ago. And once again, what I've noticed is I, I try to be observant because i think the answer's kind of come in what you kind of recognize like you you checking into. so yeah. if i see a new album and, and you're 100% right when i see 10 songs it's almost like we're so busy we're so involved and and we have these like little minutes of focus that we can turn yeah. to something that we love and 10 songs is almost like overwhelming now on the other hand some of the greatest albums that i've heard are like 10 12 songs and i can listen to that same album over and over and again but what i've been noticing with the like the smaller releases the two to three four song releases is that actually as you're releasing these small bite-sized pieces what you're doing in the modern music era with streaming is you're creating a whole catalog. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is if somebody loves a band and they want to hear that band and they go in there and they do shuffle all, it doesn't matter if it's your first DP or your newest DP. And the way I look at it is some of the songs that we put out on East 9th are just as important as the ones we're putting out now, because Mm -hmm. we didn't have as many people that cared about us back then. So, so does that make those songs less important? So that's kind of what our goal is, is continual content, something to look forward to something to hype up um, and something that's quality, you know, and it doesn't always have to, the uh, single second we tracked, and mix that we normally don't do that but that's something that we're proud of and it was cool that we got something out there that we did yeah. um second one we're not going to screw with that that's going to be uh that'll be all we <laughs> got though
0: and uh so again single second sounds great it, it still sounds like you guys um so w- well done on that front um thank you What about this idea that you need to be in front of people all the time? So you're making TikTok videos and you're dancing in the street, in your underwear, doing whatever, you know, how, how is, how is Coffee with Lions trying to capture that sort of youth energy?
1: Well, we definitely don't have the youth energy and I doubt (laughs) they will figure that out and that's fine. And we're not going to do TikToks out in the street or little short clips, um, you know, of us talking because nobody cares. Nobody cares about right. us. Um, what I think we try to stick with is continually being part of everything and mm-hmm. promoting. And, and here's the thing. And I, I recommend this to, to other bands is when you go out there and you support the scene and you support other bands and you support venues and you go to shows and you post you're doing as much as for you as you are for the band right or the venue and i think that's how you can basically get yourself out there invisible without being it's all about us Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you know people will get sick of just us you know but if we can bring all of that together and you know really kind of pull together that idea of what our scene is i can promote that non-stop and it's still you know if somebody if i pr- take a picture of a band and you know i put a post up and they share it that's right got as much value as if somebody sees my post right. about us So. Right.
0: So what about what about bigger plans? What's the possibility of a Japanese tour or uh, or or a European tour? I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but you know it's 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 been a year. Can you can you guys do stuff like that? Is that a possibility?
1: I think I well everything's possible. Yeah. Um, doing it the way that we've been doing it right now is not um, just because. I, I feel like we're kinda on that 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 point right in the middle where you start to say, well, maybe we shouldn't be the ones making all the decisions all the time. <laughs> Cause we're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Give yeah. us some free beer and you know, a yeah. couple bucks. And as long as we cover our costs, and I, I mean in any business model, that doesn't that doesn't work, right? Breaking even, um, You know it's we're not a stock company or anything where people aren't thinking about our future (laughs) and we're lucky to break even most times so it's our expenditures and then we also have the family pieces so what i think would have to happen is there would have to be some sort of perpetual value where we can quantify being away and saying okay this is what we would have made working because we have to support our families. We have right. to take care and pay our right. bills. And that's a reality that every band has. Right. So so I would think, yes, that would be something we would love. We'd probably want to stick with, like, getting out of, like, the Eastern territory, <laughs> maybe get to, like, I don't know, Florida, Tampa or something. And then we can start worrying about Japan and right. and Japan. Right. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, maybe Germany or
0: something. Exactly. So, uh, you know, using my band, my German band as an example, doping the void, you know, we, we view it as a vacation, right? It's a way for us to yeah. get in a van and, and hang out together because it's fun and we burn vacation oh, days yeah. and, and we do try to break even, right. Once we're on the road, right. So whatever we're making, we're spending, we're buying merch or, or whatever. And you could do that. You, you could do that for a really long time. Right. But you're not going to support a family and you're not going to do all the other stuff. Right. Right. So you have to view it as, as a vacation because that's kind of what it is, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, I would imagine probably, you know, and I've, I've met with a couple different bands and it's a completely different aura. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the band kind of continues. And even when they're not really doing a whole lot, like we're like every Friday something is expected tracking or whatever. Yeah. So I think when you get to a certain point where you can say, okay, well, we've had three, four months off, it's an easier sell because that's what it is. I yeah. mean, all of us yeah. would love to, to do it, but it's an easier sell to the people that, you know, support us right. in our household right. <laughs> that make sure that, um, you know, we're, that's, that's the problem is I think you can't do, both
0: right, right now right. where
1: we are um because if we just were doing non-stop playing out and touring all the money that we're making i mean who the hell would want to live with us, with us you know what i mean like <laughs> it's, it's it's like so i think that's where i think that's where we're kind of at a, a crossroads but one of the goals that we had as a band coming into last year and it was funny. I, I listened to a podcast, um, and I will go back and listen because I want to recapture. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. I want to go back and understand. But it was to start playing in other states and and impacting that way. And a lot of times, it doesn't have to be every you know a tour. You can right. go to this area, this area, and we have. I mean, we've played Delaware, we've played Virginia, Maryland, you know, Philly. Uh, Baltimore, and we're hitting these bigger areas, which is, I think, let's tackle that. Right, and right. And hopefully, you know, 10 years from now, um, when all the kids are growing up, then, you know, the traveling's not going to be an issue.
0: That makes 100% sense. One last thing here before I let you go, John, and that is once you figure out how many songs you're going to have and once you figure out we're going to have vinyl, or we're going to do CDs. Once you've sorted sort of those details out, are you going to shop it around to labels? Does a label, like a bigger label, prosthetic or sure. whatever, do, do yeah. does that idea hold value for you guys as a band? Is there still value or desire to be part of something like that and live, you know, we're older guys, live our kid dreams of, you know, yeah. signing, signing a record label and buying a Ferrari.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Ferrari, I don't, I, I, it's never really into red. So like, I, I think that <laughs> wasn't uh, the one, but it's funny because I, I literally was thinking about this earlier. Cause I was, I was thinking back and I mean, when we were, when we were younger, there was two things that, you know, as, a, as a, a skateboarder punk kid that you wanted. And it was to be signed as a skateboarder, which I was no good and most of <laughs> our friends were no good. So, and then to maybe to get on a label as mm-hmm. a band, what I've identified kind of as we've gone along is that labels are completely different now. Mm-hmm. And just like any other business, it seems like, You know, it's almost monopolized into, especially in the punk scene, into like four or five um, names um, that kind of control the industry. So shopping around to them has never been a thought of ours. Um, We have a lot of respect for the DIY labels that are coming home from work, that are jumping on Facebook, that are going out and promoting, that, you know, Whatever they're doing um, to 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 make a difference, we have a ton of respect for them. And the fact of the matter is is I feel like in the modern era, if you're not able to promote and distribute yourself because you have all the it may not be a CD. It may not be a record, but you have the means to do it. That's what you need to focus in on. And I think the labels there, it's, it's once again, I think it's just like the venues, it's cross support. So, you know, we've been lucky enough to, to hook up with 94, um, 94. Yeah. A lot of like the West coast bands, but super guys. And as far as I look at it, them committing to us is us committing them right. to promote that right and i think back and the labels i would want to do with thinking back to when i was young was like you know lookout records you know like i remember that's what i was listening to and it went you know kind of by the wayside
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. and there there was a ton of record labels and we're just happy that anybody even cares um and i feel like if we we get to a point that we're good enough. I kind of feel like they might, you know, they would want to come to us. Right. So right. And without it, we don't know shit.
0: Be, so. Being, being a good band, writing good music, um, and not being an asshole. Right. So these are the ingredients that you need to have success in, in, in yeah. any scene. Right. And, and you guys are great supporters of of a lot of bands, so uh, I am always happy to to listen and and give you guys support, just like you do for for many many bands and 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 the scenes, including the Pittsburgh scene. You know, you guys do a lot for for the Pittsburgh bands as well. So so that's super cool. Uh, John, it is always good to talk to you, man. Uh, let's not make it a hundred episodes between next time. Let's, uh, let's, let's yeah, absolutely. Happens. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and one last thing. And I know you, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll keep it short, yeah. but I was, I was thinking before this, I was like, compared to the first time, like, I, I don't know. It just feels like I know you a lot
0: more right.
1: <laughs> but we gotta we gotta hang man we gotta we gotta connect and i know we will i know we will don't want to give it anything away but yeah we definitely yes. gotta hang
0: sooner sooner rather than later that is 100 uh 100 for sure all right john grove coffee lines everyone check them out i will drop the links in the podcast description like i always do john thanks for coming on the show i'll talk to you soon man
1: thanks man you're the best